You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy opening day, everybody. Well, that's baseball. This is a basketball podcast. What the hell am I talking about? Got to get off that really quick. I'm excited. I'm heading out to Oakland uh, to cover the Oakland A's and the Los Angeles Angels. If you know anything about me, I'm a diehard A's fan, but you know what? That's not what this podcast is about, so put that on the back burner, Matt. Save your excitement for later because it's King's time right now. You are listening to the Locked on Kings podcast. This is your daily hub for Sacramento Kings coverage. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with all the local and national experts, like some that we have today for you, uh, this is the right place for you. All centered around the Sacramento Kings, who are back in action tonight. They're in New Orleans to take on a very different Pelicans team from what they faced a couple of months ago. Kings looking to get back over 500, win their 38th game of the season. I think they will get the job done done tonight, but on today's podcast, we're going to focus a lot on perspective. If you're new, welcome in. I'm so glad you're here. By the way, my name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here on Locked on Kings. I'm from Sports 1140 KHDK. That's the flagship radio station of the Kings in Sacramento. I work there as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist and reporter. You're going to be hearing from two of my co-workers here, two of the morning show hosts at KHDK. They host The Drive from 6 to 9 a.m. Carmichael Dave and Kyle Madsen. Carmichael Dave's been a diehard uh, Oakland A, or sorry, <laughs> diehard Sacramento Kings fancy I can't get baseball out of my head he's been a diehard Sacramento Kings fan for many many years basically his entire life but he typically takes the pessimistic approach uh, to the Kings while I take the optimistic side so we balance each other out very well Kyle Madsen has been a diehard Golden State Warriors fan for his entire life and that includes all of the bad years that they had there he was born and raised in the Bay Area so he's a legitimate Warriors fan and, and someone who works in Sacramento radio so is very deeply ingrained in King's culture, but follows the Warriors closely. So I'm always interested in his perspective. The two of them are going to be joining me here in just a little bit as today we're going to focus a lot on perspective with the remainder of this King season with it coming down to an end. The best case scenario I think we're all uh, hoping for this Kings team is to finish at or above 500 playoffs are still a possibility. Uh, The NBA released a graphic today on Twitter and uh, it was a a picture of uh, of the the conference playoff breakdowns, right? They showed the logos and the names of the eight teams in the West and the East currently in contention, and then they show the teams that are on the bubble. And the Sacramento Kings are the only team still on the bubble, potentially uh, with a chance to make it to the playoffs in the West. There's two other teams. I think it's the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat uh, that are on the bubble in the Eastern Conference. But the fact that the Kings are on that graphic, we haven't seen the Kings on a graphic like that for many, many years. So that's just another step in the right direction. Something so small and something so pitiful, and you, you think it wouldn't matter. Uh, but to see that, it, it just it's different, and it's fun here, and I know it, it adds a flair of hope and excitement uh, to many of us here in Sacramento. Uh, but I don't think any of us are really expecting the Kings to make the playoffs. That being said, perspective really changes depending upon what the Kings do this summer uh, going into next year. They're not going to be a surprise team anymore. They're not going to be one of those come-out-of-nowhere squads that's playing well and and finally has a, a bright future. Next season, it's going to be about taking the next step and building upon the great year that they had this year. And if they're just missing the playoffs this year, that means making the playoffs or, most, or trying to be a playoff team uh, and in the playoff hunt next season. 
So perspective is extremely important because a lot of times making that jump, going from that that fun team that that takes the league by storm to making the playoffs when now the league expects uh, the the best that you have to offer, that's not always an easy jump to make, and there's no guarantee that you're going to reach that next rung of the ladder. So I'm going to be joined here very shortly by Carmichael Dave, and then the next segment I'll be joined by Kyle Madsen, who's going to provide us a Warriors perspective to all of this because the Warriors are the model that so many teams have liked to follow. Uh, so we'll be chatting with him uh, in a little bit and specifically how the Warriors model ties in to what the Kings are trying to do. But right now, uh, I, I got the opportunity to spend five to six minutes with Carmichael Dave before he went on the air today, and we bounced back and forth about the perspective, the expectations for the Kings coming out of this summer and what we uh, want and need to see from this team by this point next year. Happy to be joined by Carmichael Dave, KHDK's morning show host. You can hear him on The Drive on uh, Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. with Kyle Madsen, who will join me in just a little bit. But, Dave, we balance each other out very, very well, so I wanted to bring you in here for perspective purposes. We had very different expectations going into this King season, but next season... I think both of us are on the same page and many Kings fans are on the same page with based off the growth that the Kings have shown this year. Now a lot can change this summer, but the expectation is playoffs or bust next year, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think this season for any sane fan uh, was a, a, an absolute win, you know, and, and no pun intended. Yeah, wins happened, but also expectations, as you mentioned, going in, mine were far lower than yours. Uh, and we're far exceeded. Um, going into next year, yeah, I think the fan base now is in a weird spot where they will expect playoffs. And as you said, we don't know what's going on in the offseason, although we have guesses. Uh, looks like center and backup point guard are going to be the big swings they try to make in free agency and or trade. Uh, obviously, no draft other than second-round picks going on. So, yeah, I, th- I, I think the caution there, and Coach Dave Yeager said on, uh, on Grant Napier and Doug Christie's show uh, here in Sacramento, I think it was yesterday, uh, it might be uh, next year, it might be the year after, you know, but he said they're set up to have 50-win seasons uh, for a good few years. Um, the West is also going to get better, and you can look right there in Dallas with Kristaps uh, Porzingis, uh, Luka Doncic, and whoever else they bring in. Uh, you've still got Minnesota out there. We don't know what the Pelicans are going to get for Anthony Davis. So there's certainly going to be a lot of moving parts. It's not just a matter of the Kings improving. It's the teams around them either improving or decreasing their win total. But, yeah, long story long, uh, I, I think Kings fans are expecting playoffs next year. How does that change your perspective heading into this summer? Last year, we were hopeful with the the Kings getting a good draft pick. Of course, that was before they moved up to number two, took Marvin Bagley. The rest was history. I called last summer maybe the biggest in the history of this organization. That might carry over into this summer now. So what's your perspective for these next few months? This is going to be a very different summer for Kings fans because instead of us looking at college players right now and playing the NBA lottery machine, uh, we're now looking at the free agency. Uh, and and that's not something the Kings have had a lot of success when it comes to top flight free agents. They haven't had any success. Their last, their biggest free agent signing ever uh, was probably still Vlada Divac, who's now the GM of the team. Um, you know, they got George Hill, which was their biggest monetary free agent signing, but he was there for basically six months, if not less, and moved on. They've got to get free agents this summer. And for once... Uh, the Kings are what you would think uh, a, a very, a very good place to land 
so that's instead of it being draft picks and summer league and hope, it's now free agency and expectation. And they're going to have to, if not hit a home run, at least get a double, I think, in free agency and really shore up that center position. I don't think Willie Cauley-Stein will be back. I've made no secret about that. I think they're going to go after Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I think they're going to go after DeAndre Jordan. And nobody wants to hear it, but if they swing and miss on both of those, I do think they're going to talk to DeMarcus Cousins. They're going to need to shore that thing up, and they're also going to need to get a good backup point guard to De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I think if they can pull both those things off, we'll be in a good spot. Is filling the center position number one on your list of just what needs to take place this summer, or could it be, I mean, I know the top of my list is trying to lock down Dave Yeager, his coaching staff, and Vlade Divac all in one swing. I think I think Vlade Divac uh, is a foregone conclusion. Uh, I'm very confident in that, that uh, the, the day the season's over, they'll have an extension in front of him, and I think they already would have had an extension uh, in front of Vlade signed. I think Vlade, uh, in another shrewd move that doesn't really get publicized, I, I, I think Vlade realized uh, if he signed the extension, uh, let's say uh, two months ago, now all of a sudden all the spotlight is on well, why isn't uh, Coach Yeager and the, the coaching staff uh, extended. By Vlade saying, hey, listen, let's do this in the summer, he buys himself some time and some cover in the press to go ahead and make the decisions he wants to make. I also think Dave Yeager will be back. I don't think it's a guarantee, but I I would say 80-20, if not 90-10, uh, that he and his coaching staff will return. So, I yes, I would put – re-signing and, and solidifying that, that front office and, and coaching base as number one. But as far as players go, yeah, uh, getting that center position, they're locked one to four. Uh, I think they're going to try to long-term extend Harrison Barnes, maybe bring that yearly average down from 25 to something like 20. Uh, and, and then I think they have to go after a center. I think the, uh, the starting five is the one spot that's up for grabs. Uh, Bagley and Giles, I don't think are long-term centers. I think they can spot five, but – they can't play five for a, you know a full thirty six. So yeah, I, I think they go out. They they look for a center. And I think that's their number one roster uh, priority. Last thing for you, and uh, I don't normally ask you for the optimistic perspective, but maybe you can walk me through this to to give a local example to some concerns approaching next season. Uh, the Raiders of a couple of years ago took the league by storm, ended up making the playoffs, but they had their injuries, didn't go farther than the wild card round. Uh, and the very next year, there are high expectations from not just Raider fans, but from the league that they would win the AFC West and, and make the playoffs and potentially make a Super Bowl run. And they fell flat on their face. This is not something that's new uh, to professional sports. A lot of times you have that hot commodity in that team that rises, breaks through expectations because nobody sees it coming, and then teams plan for it and they hit a brick wall. Uh, any chance of that potentially happening with this Kings team? Yeah, yeah, there is. But, but look, at there's always a chance. Uh, we haven't talked about injury, which you can't plan for. Um, but I would say this, uh, if, if you're looking at, for example, a sophomore slump for Bagley and Giles, well, they while especially Bagley was important to a few wins this year, it's not like he was playing uh, 40 minutes a game this year. And I think Coach Yeager being very uh, disciplined with Bagley's minutes is going to pay off uh, a little bit next year as well. Uh, Fox will not be a sophomore. He's going into his third season, and you hope that he uh, will have another jump or at least maintain uh, his jump from this year. It's a it's a little bit different in football because um, you don't see in basketball, you don't ever see uh, a team that missed the playoffs all of a sudden uh, compete for a championship the very next year unless it's a uh, once-in-a-generation exception like, like LeBron James going somewhere or 30 superstars switching teams. In, in in football, it's so 
there's so much parity and it's so hit and miss because you have 22 guys starting at once. Whereas in basketball, um, what one player represents 20% of the entire roster on the floor and they play both offense and defense. So there's a little bit more continuity. Uh, if I'm being optimistic and I'm far from the first person to say this, I, I think uh, Sacramento could follow the Denver mold. Denver missed the playoffs last year uh, on the final day of the season in Minnesota. Uh, and now this year, uh, as we speak, I think they're a half game back or a game back of uh, the Golden State Warriors, and they've been going back and forth for the one seed in the toughest conference in the league. I don't know that the Kings will be fighting for the one seed next year, but I think as we started talking about, I think expectations are they'll be definitely in the mix for the playoffs, and and, and come this time next season, uh, we'll have locked up probably a lower seed, but yet still an entry card uh, into the postseason. That's Carmichael Dave. Check him out on KHDK's The Drive, weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. My thanks to Dave for taking the time here to appear on the Locked on Kings podcast before going on the air this morning on KHDK. He always provides very different Kings perspective from what you're going to get from me, and that's a good thing. You don't just want to hear from one person and formulate all your thoughts and opinions on what one person says. It's good to hear a variety of opinions, and Dave, the majority of the time, is going to be different uh, and almost opposite of me in a lot of ways, but he always prevents or presents good points and always leads to good Kings-related conversation, so I encourage you to check him out. Same thing with Kyle Manson. Now, I mentioned earlier that, that Kyle is a, a diehard Golden State Warriors fan, grew up supporting this Warriors team, sat through many years of bad Warriors basketball in order to get uh, to the good today, but he has... Uh, a good head on his shoulders. He's deeply ingrained here in the Sacramento radio market. He's been here for many, many, many years, so he understands this Kings fan base. He understands how the NBA works, how the league works, and he understands that his Warriors team is the model for so many other teams in the NBA. So that being said, I wanted to bring him on to ask him about the similarities between this Kings team uh, and the Warriors and if the Kings are on a similar path to what the Warriors were on and if the Kings want to consider making similar moves to what the Warriors made to help them get to that next step uh so enjoy this perspective and uh, my conversation with the drives kyle madsen here on locked on kings happy to be joined by kyle madsen co-host of khdk's morning show the drive weekdays 6 to 9 a.m on khdk and kyle always brings unique perspective here to the locked on kings podcast why because he works in the sacramento radio market but he's a diehard, longtime Golden State Warrior fan. Now, before you jump on him, he's been a fan through just as many bad years as good years. Actually, probably even more, Kyle, bad years Definitely than Definitely more years. bad years, yeah. But that's why I wanted to bring you in here to get your perspective because it, it turned around when they drafted Curry, but he didn't win Rookie of the Year. He was exciting, a young point guard, and then he had Clay Thompson in the mix. The Splash Brothers are formed, and then the rest is history as they get Durant, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Kings now, they've established kind of their own young backcourt with De'Aaron Fox and and, and Buddy Heald, and uh, you can add Harry Giles and Marvin Bagley to the mix. I'm curious from your perspective, though, at what point did things change and expectations change for you for the Warriors, and do you see similarities with this Kings team? I think the expectation changed in the 2013 playoffs. 2013? Yeah, the 2013 playoffs when they went to San Antonio. San Antonio beat them in, in... Five games, I think. Six games. But the Warriors won one in San Antonio. And Klay Thompson had this monster game. And it became clear that when Mark Jackson said he had the best shooting backcourt of all time, that maybe he wasn't lying. Like, maybe he, maybe he wasn't being hyperbolic. 
Um, so there was a there was a point where we saw we saw Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox both take massive leaps this year that I think we needed to see them make. But there's another level that that both Steph and Clay got to in that 2015 season. And then and then the role players, uh, Draymond Green came into his own, uh, got inserted into the starting lineup and became kind of the heart of this this death lineup for for for, for what they called it. You bring in uh, Andre Iguodala as that is that key veteran. Can can Harry Giles be that Draymond Green type that anchors the defense or, or Marvin Bagley even that anchors the defense and is kind of a Swiss Army knife on offense? Can one of those two guys be that? Can Harrison Barnes be that Andre Iguodala kind of defensive stopper, uh, additional ball handler for the second unit? Uh, there's there's the the pieces around that backcourt were, were were so important to the Warriors, and I think that's what's going to be key to Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox uh, and their continued success as well. So based off of what you just said, Kyle, should the expectations for next season, and I know a lot of this is going to be determined by what the Kings end up doing this summer, but should the expectations for Kings fans next season be, you know, we just want to see this team continue to improve, or is it really the next major step is this team has to make the playoffs based off of what they've shown this year? I think I want to say make the playoffs. Like that's my gut instinct. But the West is so tough and so and so deep. Like, if you look at the the teams that didn't make the playoffs this year, um, what does Minnesota do this offseason? And they, they, it feels like Minnesota's like a player or two away. The Lakers could trade for Anthony Davis and suddenly they're in the conversation. Like, I think if if you're the Kings, making the playoffs obviously has to be the goal, but I don't think it's the end of the world if they don't. Because there's a very real situation where, like, next year a team wins 48 games and misses the playoffs. Like, that that could happen if things go a certain way this offseason. But I, I, I will pick the Kings next year, uh, barring something catastrophic this offseason. I'll be picking them to make the playoffs. And I think that's the next step. you got to get to the playoffs. And then from there it's just you see what they do once they get there but um ma- making it has to be the goal i think are there any teams in the west that you could see potentially dropping out we know this is a big summer potentially for the warriors now i'm never going to bet against them but we mm-hmm. don't know what durant's going to do we don't know what clay thompson is going to do are there any teams in the west that you see right now you think that you think maybe i can see the kings stealing their spot uh, certainly not certainly not uh, any teams at the top in that regard because even if kevin durant leaves the warriors are still going to be a top 3 or 4 team right um, I, I could see, uh, I could see the Lakers kind of staying out. Um, I, I, I don't see the Clippers falling out. Eventually it feels like the Spurs are going to fall off, right? Like the Spurs are going to have a year where they win like 35 games. It has to happen eventually. I'm not going to bet on that, but when you look at the teams that they could realistically fall off like that, uh, the jazz, maybe I know Quinn Snyder's doing a really good job there, but they struggled at the start of this year. Um, and, and can Donovan Mitchell continue to grow into a type of player who can carry that team with, with Rudy Gobert and uh, Derek Favors is getting older. Um, so, so there are some teams there that it wouldn't surprise me if they fell off, but I'm, I'm not going to bet on it. So the Warriors are the model in the NBA for basically every other team, Kyle. And uh, we're now starting to hear some rumors or, or draw some similarities to what the Warriors did to quote-unquote get them to that next step. It began with Mark Jackson as the head coach, then Mark Jackson was relieved of his duties, Steve Kerr was brought in, all the championships have come since, and, and the rest is uh, the rest is history. Kings have Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager has gotten them to this point. Everything looks good. They've, they've developed. 
Now we're hearing, is it time or are the Kings potentially considering moving on from Jaeger to go get that Steve Kerr type coach uh, to, to bring in to take them to the next level? Do you think that is a coincidental thing that worked out for the Warriors or a model that the Kings or other teams should potentially consider following? Maybe a little bit of both. It, it, it certainly depends on on what kind of on what kind of team you're dealing with. Like Greg Popovich, obviously didn't need to be relieved of of his duties. Um, nobody's nobody's talking about uh, Brett Brown or or Brad Stevens is needing to be needing to be pushed out. Like Dwayne Casey got got fired in Toronto because they had kept running into the same brick wall over and over. The Warriors had gotten to the playoffs and they had lost uh, prior to the conference finals and back-to-back years when Mark Jackson got fired. And it was really clear that to to Jerry West and the front office that there was untapped potential with this roster that Mark Jackson was unwilling, he was unwilling to do what it was going to take to get them there. And that became clear. And so so they, they fired him. I don't think that the Kings are there with with Dave Yeager yet. I think Dave Yeager can can win a championship with a team. But if they, in my opinion, if they fired Dave Yeager after this year, or I didn't bring him back, I guess after this year, it'd be a catastrophe because he got them here to this point, and now to to pull the rug out from underneath the team and saying, "Hey, we're implementing a new coach." Like you haven't, they haven't touched the ceiling yet with with Yeager. I don't think. Like that was what happened with Mark Jackson is they had run into the ceiling. That's what happened with Dwayne Casey in Toronto. They said, "Hey, we have hit our ceiling with this coach." I don't think Dave Yeager's there. We've seen we've seen one year of the Kings maybe finishing 500. If you think now, "Hey, we need to go get a new coach." I think you are going to stunt the development that's gone on with with Marvin Bagley. They've done a great job with him with Harry Giles. We've seen Buddy Heald and DeAaron Fox take massive leaps this year. I think there's another leap this team can make where they're going to get to the playoffs, and you want to you want to see them make a playoff run. If if next year they don't progress, okay then. If they make the playoffs and just kind of fall on their faces, okay then. Maybe we can maybe we can look. But there's more development to to happen under Yeager, and I think I think firing him because oh that's what the Warriors did. I think they'd be doing it way too soon. Very well said. That is Kyle Madsen, KHDK's The Drive, six to nine a.m. Check him out along with Carmichael, Dave, and Jay Marshall. Kyle, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, man. was great having Dave and Kyle on. I encourage you once again to check out KHDK's The Drive, 6 to 9 a.m., a.m. 1140 on your radio dial. If you're local, you can also download the KHDK app. Uh, You can go to KHDK.com to watch the live stream video of their show or listen to it there. Uh, You can also watch it on YouTube. There's so many ways, whether you're in market or out of market, to get that show. Uh, and it's, I encourage you to listen to it, especially the morning after uh, Kings games, and they're going to provide ga- uh, great coverage of the Kings all summer long, as do all of our shows here on KHDK. So if you're looking for even more coverage beyond Locked On Kings, now don't replace Locked On Kings with them, but if you're looking to add to it, that is a fantastic place to go. So again, my thanks uh, to them for coming on. They provide fantastic and unique perspective, and if you want to respond to anything that they said, reach out to me. Let me know at MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter, or you can email me mg. GeorgeSackLocalMedia.com. Kings are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans tonight. A very difficult, or different Pelicans 
team from what they faced earlier on this year. Remember, their second game of the season was in New Orleans, and they lost that game 149-129. to That was uh, Anthony Davis was the centerpiece of that team still. Now, he's still on the team, and we don't know if he's going to be playing tonight. He sat out the last game uh, with back spasms, uh, and who knows if he actually has those or if that's just the New Orleans Pelicans shutting him down because obviously he doesn't want to be a part of this team going forward, and he will most likely be on a different team uh, by the end of this upcoming summer and offseason. Uh, In fact, I'd say it's about 99.9% likely that that will be the case. Um, But they also had uh, Miritich. They had uh, Julius Randle, who's still there. It was a very different team from what they are now. Now, the Kings did play the New Orleans Pelicans in Sacramento uh, earlier on this season as well, and they got the win 122-117. to 117. That was in December. That was actually two days before Christmas, uh, and that was a hard-fought, close game that came down to the wire. Buddy Heald led the Kings in scoring with 28 points, uh, so I expect... I expect a lot more lopsided of a game here tonight. Julius Randle is going to be really the main piece uh, to keep an eye out for if you're the Kings, and he's a name uh, that I know the Kings have been interested in and the Kings have liked. A lot of Kings fans wanted Sacramento to go out and try and get Julius Randle. That was before the Kings ended up taking Marvin Bagley, uh, so that changed pretty quick. But Julius Randle is going to be the guy to keep an eye on tonight as the one to really beat you and hurt you. Of course, we'll have to wait and see if Anthony Davis is playing or not. We know how... um, difficult he can be to contain and and deal with but other than that no Drew Holiday the Pelicans have shut him down for the remainder of the season this is a game that should not be close and I I say that wholeheartedly this should not be a close game by any means I expect a double digit win uh, for this Kings team that's not to say I won't be disappointed or I will be disappointed if they beat them but only by six or seven points Uh, the Kings just have to find a way to get this win get over 500 especially with their final two opponents of the road trip being the Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs you're going to be lucky to get one of those two games Uh, so you got to take care of business here against a bad team and that's what the Pelicans are they are a bad team Uh, so I fully expect a Kings victory here tonight we will come back on tomorrow's podcast I'll probably be a little bit tired uh, as I'm going to be coming home and and getting back late uh, from the Oakland A's game tonight if you are a baseball fan like me and you want to talk baseball I highly encourage you uh, to reach out to me at any time also on Twitter at MattGeorgeKHDK and George at SacLocalMedia.com I won't talk about it here on the Locked On Kings podcast but that doesn't mean I won't talk about it outside of Locked On Kings if you're a baseball fan also I highly encourage you to check out our uh, Locked On MLB podcasts and our local Locked On MLB uh, shows that we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They are a great listen, a lot of fun, and you will enjoy that maybe as much as you enjoy listening to Locked On Kings. I will talk to you tomorrow. My name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.